Aloha. Welcome to The Body Show. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak. Each week we talk about health and fitness, but nothing we discuss replaces a visit to your own primary care provider. 2020 has really been a transformative year and one of the areas where we've seen a lot of changes that have really opened up a whole different world of how we take care of our health includes the area of telemedicine. Tonight I have on the line Dr. Dr. Cedric Strong. He is a physician that in conjunction with his colleague Dr. Neil Chauhan have just have went ahead and established a new type of delivery of medical care called We Prescribe. Both are practicing physicians, Dr. Strong through Hawaii Pacific Health since 2007, and Dr. Chauhan through the UK, Family Medicine Certified, practicing in England and Europe for the last six years. And so they came together and founded this new group, We Prescribe. And we're going to talk a little bit about how telemedicine has changed and what are some of the new exciting developments that we can anticipate in the few months, if not years to come. So thank you for joining me today on The Body Show. Dr. Strong, absolutely. Dr. Strong, tell me a little bit about Telemedicine, what is it, and what has been done prior to the pandemic for people who wanted to embark on this different type of medical practice? Okay, so uh, telemedicine is actually a simple visit with your doctor over um, uh, Internet services, audio, video, through your phone or through your computer or iPad, um, the device of your choice. Um, and we're able to treat any general medical condition um, that could be treated in person, mostly maybe 90% of those conditions that are safe to treat online. Um, we're also linked with pharmacies. We're able to uh, digitally uh, send prescriptions to the pharmacy of your choice so that you can get those prescriptions at your convenience. We can also have them delivered to your home. And it's just very convenient overall for patients, especially um in, in areas, neighbor islands, where there's just not a lot of uh, primary care physicians. And as you know, Hawaii has a, a significant shortage of, of physicians right now. And um, we're able at this point to try to ex- expand um, into some specialties. And we're offering um, pediatrics at this point, as well as uh, behavioral health services with psychologists and psychiatrists. So that's very uh, beneficial to the community at this point. Um, so some of the changes, um, probably prior to COVID, um, most people would uh, do an in-person exam. And the history of tele- telehealth in Hawaii has gone back at least over a decade, um, just wasn't widely used. And with COVID, with the lack of um, being able to see your physician because of social distancing and, uh, you know, fear of spreading uh, COVID, um, a lot of doctors' offices uh, – stopped seeing patients in person, and they actually went to online services. And so we were poised um, at that time to offer uh, fee-for-service visits, um, and we've been around doing this for over a year now, and so we were able to take advantage of that, and we were actually one of the first um, telehealth services that, w- that could do COVID screening and testing, uh, and we have um, networks uh, with labs, and so we are actually the first company to do that fully digitally. And uh, so it was very helpful to a lot of the um, tourists that were uh, coming in and then a lot of the local people who um, we were able to work with a lot of companies to get screenings on um, and testing. So it's been very fun um, building this company, uh, expanding the services, 
and taking advantage of the opportunities that we have for telehealth. And so it's really exciting as we go into the next year, um, as the COVID vaccinations come out, come on, I think um, definitely telemedicine still has a role in the community. And I think um, we'd like to do more, especially on neighbor Island and even on Oahu, um, just to expand services. And that's really our mission is to try to get healthcare to everyone um, whenever it's um, convenient for them. I find it's fascinating. You know, I was talking with a patient today in the office and I said, you know, just a year ago, if somebody was sick, we would say to them, come on in. And when you think about it from a theoretical perspective, somebody who's sick these days, we're saying stay home, you know, because it could be COVID, it could be something else. But when I think back to what we were doing, I thought, you know, come on in, get in your car, leave your house, come to a doctor's office, be in a waiting room, if you're sick, coughing, etc. Then see your doctor, and then get a prescription, go to a pharmacy, and then have all those potential interactions that whole day prior to, you know, getting maybe a work note or going home. And it almost seems like, boy, you know, having people come in when they're sick is not the most ideal situation. And COVID sort of helped us to realize that we have to look at alternative models for how to address some people's symptoms, particularly when we're dealing with a pandemic. Now, you mentioned there are some general medical conditions that can easily be treated through this different type of telemedicine or telehealth platform. What are some of the common conditions that you've seen? I mean, you've been doing this now for quite a while. You mentioned we prescribe over a year. What sort of things do you see? And when you're when you're providing these services, what kind of complaints? Yeah, so, um, you know, we offered the general medical services that you could get from your primary care physician. Um, we're more like a, a urgent care type of model, but um, we treat a lot of conditions from women's health issues, um, you know, uh, bladder infections. Um, we also prescribe oral contraceptives, uh, which is birth control. Um, and then men, we see a lot of erectile dysfunction. Um, you know, we also uh, treat uh, hair loss, um, you know, ear infections. Uh, some people get eye infections, thighs, for instance, sinusitis, uh, sore throat. So a lot of the, the bread and butter things that you would go to see your, your regular doctor for. But a lot of these things are, are, are very safe for us to treat online. Um, uh, and we also um, utilize um, visual services through your phone. So if you have a rash or something like that, um, a lot of people um, will come on with um, like dermatitis or dandruff, things like that. Those are very safe to treat online. So a lot of those general conditions we can take care of. Like and texting some pictures? Of the other ones Excuse me? Like texting a picture to show you what it looks like yeah, or yeah. even doing yeah, it live on yeah. video, like here's mm-hmm. here's what you're looking at? Yeah, like a lot of times people have like an eye infection and uh, we'll say, okay, just uh, take a picture or just show me in the camera so I can actually see those sort of things or any rashes or anything, um, you know, things that you go to the dermatologist for, we can actually treat those things online. So um, We do encourage uh, people to take pictures, you know, if it's, if it's appropriate and depending on what the condition is, it's very helpful. Now, Dr. Chauhan, yeah. you've been doing this in okay. Europe and in England for years. Do you have a similar experience? Is it a lot of the acute conditions, things that can be treated with one-time treatment or potentially treatment and follow-up, or is it more related to chronic medical conditions like blood pressure, diabetes, cholesterol management, based on what you're doing through your services in, in Europe and England? 
Yeah, that's a great question, and actually, it's both. So I would say uh, we we did start telehealth pretty early, and I've been doing it for kind of six, seven years now. Um, at a time when it wasn't the most popular kind of avenue of of medicine, and it's definitely evolved from there. I'd say it initially started as an urgent care type model where you're seeing things as one-offs or things that need a kind of quick prescription or kind of acute treatment. And as Cedric previously mentioned, somewhere around 80, 90% of conditions that people would typically attend a PCP or go to an urgent care can be treated through appropriate telehealth services. And when we say appropriate, it's collecting, it's all about collecting information. So, you know, with a platform like ours, we're able to, you know, screen things before a patient actually has a consultation to make sure it's safe. Uh, we can ask for things like photos if it looks like the doctor would need to see that. Um, and majority of our consultations are done by video, um, but people can also do telephone consultations for things like prescription refills or where you don't necessarily need to see each other. Um, and then I'd say over over time, uh, those services have evolved into, in terms of chronic disease, chronic health management. So, um, for example, my, my uh, work in England, I, we have regular patients we are monitoring kind of chronic disease. But at the same time, we are seeing people for these one-off or uh, acute kind of health uh, problems as well. It, it doesn't necessarily replace you know, physical um, physical ailments that need a physical assessment, and it's not necess- necessarily appropriate for emergencies. But there's a lot of value in terms of being able to signpost. What I mean by that is being able to identify when something is, is more serious than someone might think it is and being able to get that person into the, the right realm of services as well. All right. This is fascinating. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak. You're listening to The Body Show. When we come back, we're going to continue our discussion with We Prescribe founders, Dr. Cedric Strong and Dr. Neil Chauhan. And we'll talk a little bit about what's happening in the local community now and what sort of things might change in the near future as we try and become more adaptable to providing medical care to the new virtual home visit. We'll be right back after this quick break. Stay with us. Support for The Body Show comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, which helps Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk shows. Mahalo to contributors, Bavarian Motor Experts, and Hawaii Naturopathic Retreat Center. Welcome back to The Body Show. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak, and I have Dr. Cedric Strong and Dr. Neil Chauhan on the line. They're both the founders of We Prescribe, an online telehealth platform that has been around even before the pandemic and was uniquely positioned to be able to provide services, particularly when a lot of doctors' offices were forced to stop seeing people in person to help decrease the amount of spread of coronavirus. Now, Dr. Strong, it's been several months now that this whole entire coronavirus pandemic, we have all been dealing with it since March of this year, and I suspect that it'll continue for a little bit longer, even as the vaccinations become more available. In the beginning, I know that some statistics showed that, you know, telehealth utilization in the past prior to the pandemic was relatively small. But what sort of changes did you see throughout the year and how much of an increase did you identify with your services because of the pandemic and potentially people recognizing the value of this convenient type of care? Yes, it's true. Uh, Telehealth was not widely used. Uh, in Hawaii or nationwide. Um, it's been a novel concept uh, in Hawaii. Um, I, I believe um, 
very, very few people took advantage of it in the past. And, and um, as coronavirus came on, we noticed that, that our utilization increased significantly. And uh, it stayed um, very, very uh, popular uh, among locals. We've also been able to treat some people on the mainland now that there um, is the ability to do that uh, temporarily. And um, we've actually um, embraced telehealth um, in the community, and we're going to be um, starting a no copay program. Um, as we're able to offer more services, we realize that Hawaii needs more services. More people need health care, uh, especially on neighbor islands where they just don't have enough. And even on Oahu, there's just not enough primary care doctors. So we realized that um, we'd like to actually service everyone. And so we've consciously um, decided to take all health plans. And this is something new for us. And we were really looking forward to it. So at the beginning of the year, um, we're going to be rebranding ourselves as Cloudwell Health. And we'll, able, we'll be able to offer uh, health services to all uh, uh, residents of Hawaii who have insurance, who don't have insurance. It will be very affordable. So that's sort of another unique aspect that I'm hearing about happen a lot on the mainland. You know, certain people who previously were not necessarily in the healthcare space are now entering that arena. We've heard about Amazon with their group Haven, and now even Walmart is opening up these community clinics where they're trying to establish healthcare in areas that might not be uh, serviced as well because of the location being rural or out of the uh, general urban location. So I'm curious, as you look at this different healthcare model, it almost seems like, although we will probably always have some element of health insurance, employer-sponsored commercial insurance, that even those people who may not have health insurance might now have an affordable way to access care with the idea that getting something checked out before it becomes really far advanced is always a better model than waiting until it's increased in severity to a point where it's more difficult to treat. So do you foresee that the folks who might not have insurance who utilize some of these services on this, you know, unique basis, do you think that's going to be able to help folks who might still remain unemployed and not have health insurance and allow them to keep up with some of their preventative care? Yeah, so it's, it's great that you mentioned that because um, that's one of the things that we've spent uh, many, many months uh, exploring. And I'm happy to announce that, um, you know, we're going to be uh, having a wellness program that will be um, accessible for people who have insurance or who don't have insurance. So there will be options for, for people who, you know, don't have a regular primary care doctor or just don't have the ability to, to, to have that uh, visit. Um, we'll be able to actually um, have uh, basically have health coaches, which we'll have on our platform, um, who will um, uh, basically care for lives of uh, people in our community. Um, they will have specialist um, access uh, to uh, doctors that you know maybe they don't have in the, on the neighbor islands or in communities in Hawaii, and uh, also primary care obviously is one of the primary concerns. And we'll be doing a lot of those sort of things. So um, we're trying to be the most innovative uh, telemedicine platform in Hawaii. And, um, you know, we really believe in what we're doing. And I think this is definitely going to make a difference. Uh, people who maybe just, you know, don't have a primary care physician because they're just not enough. Or maybe they just, you know, 
because it's so inconvenient that, you know, they can't take off from their job and, or they have to, you know, babysit their children, especially during COVID. A lot of people can't leave their home. They have young ones at home. And they just can't uh, find a time to go to a doctor. So um, this is actually going to change people's lives and their health. And so um, we feel really great and we're very confident in, in the, the product we're going to have. And I, I would really um, hope that uh, this is really embraced by the community um, and, you know, um, we're also um, able to work with your primary care doctor. So if for whatever reason you can't see your primary care doctor, we're, we're always there to help you. So um, please look forward to some of the plans that we're going to have. And we really like to talk more about those when they're actually on the market. But we're looking forward to it. Well, and it sounds like it's going to hit a unique niche that maybe is underserved, particularly those who may not have access to health insurance if they have some issues with employment or for a variety of different reasons that it's just not possible. You know, I often liken the idea of telemedicine to, you know, the the home visit from 100 years ago. You know, previously, doctors would go to the home of patients and they would spend their days traveling to different locations of where the patients happened to be. And although that was a very convenient thing for the patients, you know, in some cases it limited the number of patients doctors could take care of. And it also involved a lot of traveling. And so we kind of moved to this office-based practice where everybody had to come to the office. And so now it was very convenient for the doctor, but it wasn't necessarily as convenient for the patient. So this almost seems like the perfect integration of convenience for the patient, for the doctor, for those things that don't require an in-person visit that could be handled in some other format to be able to provide that either with your own primary care doctor or with another service that, you know, would be available after hours or might be available when your doctor is not, and really integrate those two together. I'm curious, Dr. Neal, you've been in the telehealth industry for, you know, six or seven years, you mentioned, and did you see a transformation and how it was adopted in the beginning in Europe and England and where it is now? Are we sort of following the trend or are we kind of starting and setting up something new? I'm seeing similar trends. So when I started telemedicine, uh, you know, we were a startup company, uh, and you know, numbers of patients coming through were modest. And I, I think it was people testing the waters. You know, I think still people see it as a relatively new realm or field of medicine, and the technology has allowed us to innovate that, make that kind of safer, um, have safeguards in place, and just really improve access to this. You know, this new kind of virtual level of care. Um, over time, uh, we definitely saw increases in numbers. And now, you know, in the UK and Europe, uh, it's not unusual for us to see up to a thousand patients a day. So it's been hugely embraced. You know, it's a very big part of the just normal medical culture now. Uh, over there, uh, people have recognised. Uh, the ease of use, the ease of access, and that it is safe. And I think that coupled with the pandemic has really kind of you know, allowed kind of telehealth to, to stay. I, I don't think it's going anywhere. I think from here it's onwards and upwards in terms of there will be a lot more innovations to come. And um, a lot of those are in that, that experience is what's helped us, you know, uh, provide this innovative service here. And as Cedric mentioned, uh, the wellness program, we spent a, a lot of time kind of researching, you know, from all aspects in my experience and so on, what, what really 
what do patients really kind of want and what is most effective? And as you mentioned, you know, preventative health is, is a big area. You know, that, that's the key to kind of having a, a healthy society and people being able to uh, have, uh, you know, wellness and be healthy and picking up on issues before they actually cause further problems down the line. And so that ability to, from the convenience of your own home or whilst you're at work and just using your phone or your laptop, be able to very quickly chat to a doctor address an issue is, is huge. You know, we, we haven't had that before. If we look at you know, the history of medicine, the traditional model of, you know, waiting, seeing seeing a clinician in, 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 a, in a practice uh, and how long that can take and how long follow-ups can take and so on. Now with technology and, you know, telehealth services, uh, those things can happen much quicker. Well, certainly something that I know patients are looking forward to continuing with the added convenience. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak. You're listening to The Body Show. When we come back, we're going to talk with Dr. Cedric Strong and Dr. Neil Chauhan of We Prescribe and soon to be Cloudwell Health about what the future looks like and how some of those personal monitoring devices might actually be integrated into your medical record before you know it. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Support for The Body Show comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, which helps Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk shows. Mahalo to contributors Shamanad University and Hastings and Pleadwell, a communication company. Welcome back to The Body Show. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak, and today I have Dr. Cedric Strong on the line and Dr. Neil Chauhan, and they have both established a company called We Prescribe that is going to be changing a little bit come the new year to Cloudwell Health. And right before the break, we were talking about how, you know, a lot of the barriers that we had in the United States actually haven't been there in Europe and in the U.K., They've sort of adopted this new model of healthcare delivery. And in fact, it's it's kind of funny. I, I think about back in March when we were told, okay, you really don't want to see patients in the office unless you really need to. We want to limit the office, but we want to start doing, you know, telephone visits and, and video visits. And a lot of things that the doctors, you know, like myself in practice, thought we couldn't do, we've figured out creative ways to do it. You know, people have home blood pressure monitors. A lot of people brought thermometers so that they could monitor their temperature. Some people even have little oxygen monitors. Similar to the vital signs that we might do in our office, we've seen that people can start to monitor those at home. And in fact, it makes me think, you know, a few years ago, Fitbits were very common. It tells you if you do your recommended number of steps per day. There have been other devices like the Apple Watch, which has various different programs that have been looked at identifying unusual heart rhythms for folks, particularly something that's concerning called atrial fibrillation. So there's a lot of new devices out there. In fact, I see some of the devices that allow people to do even a stethoscope-based exam almost by getting an attachment to their phone so that, you know, their doctor could listen to their heart or lungs. Where do you see all this technology headed? I'd be curious to hear from both of you, because I think it's opened up this whole new world of excitement in how medicine can be provided in new, innovative ways, not to subtract from the way that it's being done now, but to provide added opportunities for people to consider doing things in novel ways like we didn't before. So, Dr. Strong, you know, project forward in the next couple of years. Where do you see all of this kind of health-related, patient-generated data going and how might that all be integrated into one of the wellness apps that you're talking about? 
Um, so and the way I see it is that patients are actually going to be able to take control of their own health care, and that's actually going to be liberating for people. Um, so we're actually working with uh, tech people um, to use devices that people currently have, like Apple Watches or Fitbits, and actually extracting that healthcare data and um, having it uh, be in a, a dashboard for our patients so they can actually keep up with uh, what's going on, how many steps they're, they're walking, you know, what, be able to use smart blood pressure monitors so we can actually uh, keep up with people's blood pressures, um, smart glucometers so when someone checks their blood sugar, um, it actually goes into our database and we can actually monitor those things and there'll be alerts so that, you know, if your blood pressure is really high and we're monitoring that, we can actually reach out and notify you and uh, have you have a, a telehealth visit so you can get instant care and if needed, you know, refer on to specialists or, you know, if it's a significant or serious condition, we can have you um, referred to the emergency department. So there's going to be this on-demand service that I think is it's really going to be really innovative and really fresh for healthcare, and it's, it's going to be basically at your fingertips. If you want to be totally plugged in and be monitored at all times, we'll be able to do that, and we have the technology to do that. And so I think that's going to be the, the future of healthcare, you know, not waiting uh, to see a doctor the next morning, actually getting care when you need it at the moment you need it. Well, and it, you know, it's, I think about the convenience of things like even when you order stuff online, if you want to go to the store to go pick it up, you could, or you could order it online and have, you know, these days movies can be digitally delivered immediately. Or if you want to go ahead and wait for a book to come out, you certainly can have an actual book sent or you could read it immediately on Kindle. I mean, the idea of the options, it's to to provide people the opportunity to self-select, choose what they feel most comfortable with. I'm curious, Dr. Neal, what are your thoughts? You know, you've got this international experience and you sort of see that the U.S. is sort of starting in the telemedicine world and starting to adopt some of these new techniques. Where do you think it's going to go in the next couple of years? What would you project out three or four years from yeah, now? Yeah, I mean, I would agree with, with Cedric in terms of you know, it's, it's going to be at people's fingertips in terms of you know, good quality health data and the ability to act on it. And I think that clinicians will be able to access that data almost instantaneously, which will clearly help with decision making. I think that's just going to keep evolving in terms of that quality of um, data that we're able to extrapolate. And I think as, as the wearables improve, so as the technology improves there in terms of what we are able to collect, you know, how accurate that data is, um, that's going to obviously help from a safety and efficacy point of view. I think the other big thing is going to be the peace of mind that it offers. So, you know, a lot of us have kind of, you know, elders and family members that, you know, have or need more healthcare. Um, and the ability to, to know or the peace of mind whilst you're at work to know that things are being monitored. If anything kind of is abnormal or any, you know, blood pressure is hot, too high, blood glucose uh, readings are kind of going too low, that those things could be monitored and picked up immediately and acted on. I think that's going to really change, you know, the way we, we see medicine or the, the way we access it currently. I think other areas of technology, um, I think it's going to be the infrastructure around it. So what we've seen in, in England and Europe is, uh, you know, it's naturally evolved to become a very, you know, a mainstream part of medicine, people embracing it, but also 
the, the access to different levels of services and the continuity of care. So, um, you know, as Cedric mentioned, you know, we're, we've developed this ecosystem where you can see a, a specialist or we can arrange investigations. And I think see it just getting bigger from there in terms of the, the speed of which you can <clears throat> see the appropriate kind of specialist or uh, who, you know, who you do need to access at that time. And same with things like tests. I mean, that there are certain tests already you can that you would typically be going in to get done that now there are home test kits for. I think that's still an area that's evolving and it's going to take some time before we have, uh, you know, a lot of accurate kind of test results. But, uh, Exciting things are coming along. And before we know it, medicine may be practiced entirely differently than when I started. I want to thank both of you for sharing your expertise with us today. Our engineer is David Chong. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak. We will see you next week. We'll talk more about ways to stay healthy and safe. We will see you then. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Woo!